You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers a recap of the week's major T-News headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. T-Biz is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytellers, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Tea is both art and craft. It nourishes and inspires. It is the most ancient of plant-based medicines, simultaneously energizing the body as it soothes the mind. Intimately local in character, the $200 billion tea trade exerts global influence, employing millions to supply consumers at far greater volumes than coffee. Tea is a fascinating and intricate topic, far more complex than one person can master. That is why the Tea Biz podcast enlists 40 voices skilled in 12 languages to tell the story of tea. Authentic reporting relies on the expertise of professionals who know the tea lands from birth and speak the native tongue. Transparency, in our view, embraces storytelling grounded at origin. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Food inflation and tea. Tea cargo woes worsen. And COVID's impact on the tea market. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. As raw material, energy, and shipping costs rise across a broad swath of food and beverages, including coffee, where prices are up 17% in grocery, packaged tea has avoided a spike. The reason is basic supply and demand. In coffee, prices that hovered around a dollar per pound for the past two years doubled to $2.08 per pound in July a high not seen since 2014. Shortages in supply attributed to drought and two killing frosts boosted Arabica to more than $2 per pound. Brazilian authorities are now projecting the lowest Arabica harvest in 12 years. In contrast, an oversupply of tea since 2018 is driving prices down. 
During the past 10 years, China has increased its share of global tea production from 34 to 45%, with exports now accounting for 19% of sales, mainly green tea. Kenya also boosted production and export share from 24 to 26%. Meanwhile, the cost to produce tea has risen to an estimated $2.60 per kilo in India. At retail, prices remain flat. This week, leading grocer Safeway advertised a 100-count Lipton Yellow Label for $6.39. Kroger offered the same box of tea for $3.49 on sale. In Canada, the average retail price of tea and grocery for a 72-count box was $4.31 in February 2021, about $3.50 in U.S. dollars. Business Insight Food inflation is the big unknown. Global food prices are at a decade high, compounded by supply chain disruptions that have sent a United Nations index of food costs up by a third over the past year, according to Bloomberg. Energy costs are rising and the cost of bringing tea to market is soaring. Inflation was tame the past decade, advancing at 1.23%, due in part to the Great Recession. Ten years ago, a 100-count box of tea bags that cost $5 would cost $5.38 in today's dollars. An online calculator using U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics to determine the inflation-adjusted price of ingredients that are used to make beverages predicts the price of tea should be 35% higher in 2021 than in 1997. It's not. The cost of transporting a 40-foot container of tea from India to Europe is now equal to the value of tea it holds. The cargo handbook estimates 400 sacks on 20 pallets will fill a 40-foot container. The weight of tea varies greatly, but at 55 to 60 kilos per sack, a shipment will weigh 22 to 24,000 kilos. The price of a container traveling from Calcutta to Rotterdam was 6,903 British pounds this week, about 9,500 U.S. dollars. Add the cost of material, labor to load, and ground transport to the port, and then to destination, and costs can top 20,000. Shipping charges from East Asia to North America averaged $20,586 on September 10 and averaged $16,004 on October 8th, according to Fritos. Spot rates are nine to 10000 per container on routes from Asia to the U.S. East Coast, and a 20-foot container traveling from India to uh, Argentina was recently quoted at $6,900. Shipping costs in Sri Lanka have tripled, and the Shanghai Containerized Freight Index is up 464%, to an average $4,614 cost per container. U.S. ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach are now operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to reduce congestion. Yet 86 ships were idle this week, awaiting a berth, down from 97 in late September. The two ports account for a third of U.S. container imports, moving 950,000 containers in August. Yet U.S. imports by volume increased by 5% in September compared to 2020.
In ports around the world, containers are piling up as China experiences an acute shortage. The port of Savannah, Georgia, reported 4,500 containers remain on the dock after three weeks, despite 15,000 trucks coming and going daily, according to the New York Times. In China, in late September, there were 242 ships awaiting to unload. Systemic power outages and labor concerns reduced port capacity at Ningbo and Yanqian, and tea ship from Vietnam was disrupted by COVID lockdowns. This crisis is anticipated to continue through 2022. Business Insight Danish logistics data researcher Sea Intelligence reports that almost 13% of the world's cargo shipping capacity is tied up by delays. Schedule reliability in August was at a record low of 33.6%, meaning that two-thirds of ship goods are arriving late, according to the company. The initial pandemic-driven surge in tea sales has passed, and the North American market has returned to a period of steady growth. The tea market will grow at a projected 3.1% through 2026, according to a report released this week by Research and Markets. Consumer research in the North American Tea Market 2021 report documents the impact of the pandemic and highlights these three trends. First, healthy hydration is propelling market growth at the expense of fruit juice and carbonated drinks. The herbal tea segment is expected to experience, quote, significant growth, end quote, over the coming years as COVID-19 paved the way for products that are good for health, natural, and act as an immunity booster. Organic certification was identified as a desirable product attribute. Second, the increase in settlement of expatriated populations in the U.S. and especially in Canada is driving the North American market, according to researchers. And third, the organoleptic versatility associated with tea makes it open to manufacturers to innovate alongside the healthy trends that have been resonating prominently in the North American market, reads the report. The U.S. is the third largest tea importer globally, with consumption increasing across infused beverage categories, Camellia sinensis plus botanicals, according to the report. The major growth opportunities hinge on innovation in flavors and convenience, quote, and the popularity of high-end specialty tea, end quote, writes Research and Markets. Hervinda and Antheraman is away this week. This is Dan Bolton with India Tea Price Watch. The sales volumes were lower in week 40 at the Siliguri auction with buyers forgoing bids due to increased lot size. The quantity of tea purchased by small and minor volume buyers decreased from 2,415 metric tons in sale 39 to 1,602 metric tons, a 34% drop in tea purchased. The quantity of tea purchased by large and medium volume buyers increased from 1,358 metric tons in sale 39 to 1,460 metric tons in sale 40, a 7% increase in purchases. Small and minor volume buyers paid an average 165 rupees per kilo, 
about $2.20 per kilo in U.S. dollars. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, QTradeTees.com. This week, T-Biz visits London, where Kyle Whittington reviews Puer Tea, Ancient Caravans, and Urban Chic, a meticulously researched cultural biography that reveals the intricacies of Puer. And then to Yunnan, China, where ancient tea floors mark the origin of Puer, a tea experiencing a popular resurgence due to the pandemic. Poor tea's improvement with age is said to be its distinguishing feature. From this, several key values were drawn out by traders, connoisseurs, consumers, researchers, mass media, and the government. And that's a quote from Poor Tea, Ancient Caravans and Urban Chic by Jing Hong Zhang. Hello, I'm Kyle Whittington, founder of Tea Book Club. Sitting on the academic end of the tea bookshelf, this is a fascinating and thoroughly well-researched foray into the complex and multifaceted world of Pu'er Tea, an anthropological study which explores the cultural biography of Pu'er Tea. The ethnographic and anthropological research that has gone into this book is exceptional and really opens up the intricacies of Pu'er. And yet, despite being such an academic text, it is entirely readable and utterly fascinating. The first third sets up the rest of the book, introducing and outlining the research, including terms and definitions used throughout. With such a complex subject matter, this is invaluable and helps to deal with complexities around such things as fermentation and geographic locations. In this, we get to grips with Pu'er, the tea, the people involved, and begin to grapple with the issues surrounding authenticity. Indeed, the issues surrounding authenticity are central to the book as a whole and open up numerous questions and considerations we should probably all be aware of when it comes to exploring and particularly to purchasing poor tea. Building on this grounding, the book jumps up and becomes massively absorbing in the latter two-thirds. Exploring the changing historical and current cultural context of poor the importance of location and differences and difficulties surrounding production and, of course, ageing is both revealing and fascinating. Accessing multiple areas and sources within the realm of Pu'er, we get real insight and understanding without the veneer of the sales pitch that pervades much of the public Pu'er world. As a native of Kunming and with the rigour and perspective of an academic, Jing Hongzhang really gets at the heart of the matter and presents us clear and thorough insights. The famed boom and bust of the poor market is revealed in startling detail. How and why it happened, and importantly, how its effect was felt and dealt with in different circles. The impact and conversations that arose as part of and as a result of this around authenticity, and what is valued in a poor are explored from producers to connoisseurs and consumers. The importance and meaning of place and how this is varyingly defined in poor circles and indeed how place affects tastes and experiences revealed and explored.
I could go on. There's so much content in this book, but suffice to say a thoroughly excellent read. Whether aficionado with an inkling of an interest in poor, this book is an excellent and essential development of that interest. We thoroughly recommend it. Tea Book Club is an international group of tea lovers and readers who meet up virtually each month to discuss the books we read. My book reviews are a combination of my own thoughts and those of Tea Book Club members. I'd like to share a few thoughts from Tea Book Club members. I've recommended this book to a couple of people since I started reading it, because I think it is possibly the best read on tea I've had this year. I really enjoyed the view from inside, from someone who got to get close, especially the films, they're very complimentary. Her insight into the market crash, the hows and the whys, was really helpful. Strong research. The COVID outbreak in China triggered a surge in domestic sales of puer, along with teas blended with herbs associated with traditional Chinese medicine. In China, tea is viewed as essential to maintain the body's natural health balance and improve immunity. Puer does not prevent infection by the novel coronavirus, but this fermented tea aids digestion, concentrates polyphenols, and contains statins that lower cholesterol, which is why it is often prescribed to improve heart health. Puer also contains a very diverse makeup of bacteria to support gut health, according to medical research cited in the magazine Well Plus Good. China primarily grows green tea, accounting for 64% of total production, but dark tea, a category that includes puer, accounts for 13.5% of total production, far more than black tea at 11%, wulong at 10 or white tea at 1.3%. Current export figures are not available, but Yunnan province, where puer originated, annually exports $30 million worth of tea, the costliest of which is puer. Its popularity locally limits Puer to only a small slice of the $60 billion global tea market, with most of the 7,000 metric tons produced annually consumed in China. Primary export destinations include Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Japan. The pandemic has boosted sales in Europe, where aged Puer sells for as much as 2,000 euros per kilo, about 2,300 U.S. dollars. A My Voice survey in February 2020 found that Japanese consumers rank Puer among their top choices for tea. Respondents predictably favored green tea, 66%, as their top choice, with 31% indicating a preference for black tea, but 19.5% indicated a preference for Puer and Chinese-style wulong. Chinese teas ranked well ahead of herbal teas, fruit juice, and sports drinks. China's exports overall grew 15% during the pandemic, and while the U.S. is China's primary trading partner, that is not the case in price-sensitive black tea categories, where imports declined 59% from $44 million in 2017 to $18 million in 2020. Green tea imports declined 26.5% during that same period. Imports of Chinese tea by value through August 
totaled $76 million this year, only 2% ahead of 2020. Allied Market Research predicts tea sales globally, dominated by the Chinese, will reach nearly $70 billion by 2027, growing at a combined annual rate of 6.6%. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.